Hello, everyone, and welcome to Coffee with Convery. I'm your host, Brian Convery. If you're tuning in for the first time today, Careering Talk is an open mic series to empower job and career seekers with knowledge, with insights, career pathing, coaching, and to find that dream job and develop a career with purpose and impact. Today's Careering Talk is a special one for me because it is January. It is National Mentoring Month in Canada. And I have invited a group of students to join me and to share their experiences. So our topic today is gonna be networking and mentorship, and I would like to welcome my guests. So our guests on the panel or on the the round table here will be Jeffrey Hausen, Lucas Herberto, Shalina Sarin, Alex Mealy, Roberta Alvarez. So why don't we start with a little get to know you up front here so our audience can know who's on the call who's on the chat and we can get going. So Jeffrey, why don't you go first? Yeah, sure. So uh, my name is Jeffrey Housen and my pronouns are he, him. Uh, it's really great to meet all of you guys. And Brian, thanks for having me on the podcast. Uh, do we just want to hop right uh, into the describe yourself? Sure, go right ahead, yeah. Okay, so yeah, I guess if I had to describe myself in three words, um, kind of boringly, I think I'd say ambitious and agreeable. Uh, I love getting along with people, but uh, number three would definitely be tired because uh, I did just finish up all my exams. So <laughs> um, I'm currently living in Hamilton, Ontario, where I'm attending Master University, but originally I'm from British Columbia. Awesome. And what are your hobbies? So, yeah, outside of all uh, the school stuff, uh, I'm really into music. I grew up playing guitar and piano. And um, I'm also really into chess. My closest roommate, he got me playing chess a few years ago. So next semester, I'm hoping to play in some like McMaster hosted chess tournaments um, in person, hopefully. Uh, so yeah, those are my two main hobbies. Very cool. Have you seen the Queen's Gamut? I have. It was really good. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> it's inspiring for the chess game. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Okay, next up, Lucas. Hi, uh, so my name is Lucas Hervato. Um, pronouns to describe me are he, him. Um, and I guess three words to describe me, I guess, would be passionate. Um, I guess a little bit analytical. Um, I'm, I'm really, I really like um, analyzing kind of data uh, and getting deep into the weeds. And I'm also, I think, a self-starter at the same time. Um, so I'm, I'm originally from Ottawa and I'm currently just finishing up uh, my Bachelor of Commerce, Commerce degree with a specialization in finance uh, at the Telfer School of Management, um, where I'm in the co-op program. Um, I've, I've had past internships at RBC Dominion Securities, Brookfield Renewable, and recently RBC Global Asset Management. Um, and on my spare time, I guess I really enjoy being a part of my uh, school's student-run investment club, um, hanging out with friends, getting outside, uh, kayaking, hiking, skiing, um, and, and doing whatever possible to have some uh, physical exercise. Nice, nice. Do you get ever on the ice there to ice skate on the, the river? I know, that, is that the open? Canal, yeah. It's not open yet, but that is definitely a plan. Um, yeah, I think it's the longest, I think it's the longest canal in the world or skatable canal yeah. in the world. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I know people use it to skate to work and stuff. I was just talking about that with someone today from Ottawa, but oh, awesome. Thank you for, thanks for joining. It's great to have you here. Uh, Shalina. Hey everyone, happy to be here. Um, my name is Shalina Serene. My preferred pronouns are she, her. Uh, three words I would use to describe myself uh, is curious, motivated, and creative. Currently, I'm in Waterloo, Ontario, also finishing up my final exams. I'm a fourth year honors arts and business student at the University of Waterloo, and I also work part-time with the school at the Student Success Office as a peer success coach. 
Um, my hobbies, I'm really into beauty and fashion, and I also love pop culture. My favorite podcast is actually The Morning Toast, which is a daily pop, culture's new, daily pop culture news podcast. So that's kind of a little bit about uh, what I listen to as far as podcasts go besides Coffee with Convery. I love that. Thank you so much. I'm a I'm a huge pop culture fan as well, probably more than I should be, but <laughs> it, it is fun to keep up on what's going on out there. Yep. Thank you for joining as well. Alex. Yeah, hi. Uh, thanks for having me on the podcast today. Uh, my name is Alex. My preferred pronouns are he and him. Um, three words to describe myself. I'd say open-minded, um, that with a dash in between, so it is one word, um, committed, and direct. I'm currently based in Toronto, Ontario, and I'm currently attending the Monk School of Global Affairs. Um, I've been with RBC this past summer. Um, prior to that, I've been working in Germany for the past two years um, in Munich and in Stuttgart. Um, and yeah, in terms of volunteer work, uh, I do some volunteer work within my school um, and with U of T in the past. Uh, hobbies, I'm big into sports, so I try to go to the gym when I can, which is a bit hard now with COVID. Um, I'm really big into football, probably more like I'm more so than I don't know. It's it's probably gotten to an unhealthy relationship. I love playing it, but I also watch it religiously. So I follow the German league and I listen to a bunch of podcasts and it consumes a lot of my free time, but uh, it's a good time still. Um, and I'm a big music fan like Jeff, um, however, more so in the electronic music uh, area. So my highlights of the week are usually the Spotify discovery weekly and the release radars. Awesome. Awesome. What a dynamic team here. I knew this was going to be a lot of fun. So last but not least, Roberta. Hi, everyone. My name is Roberta. You can call me Robbie. My preferred pronouns are she, her. Uh, the three words to describe myself would be confident, driven, and original. I am currently in Toronto right now. Uh, what do I do for school? I'm a computer programming student. I'm in my finally, final year. I actually just finished my exams. I'm super happy. Um, I am currently an RBC student ambassador for George Brown College. Um, and I'm also an English tutor for the Tutoring and Learning Center at my school. Some of my hobbies include, I do um, actually digital drawings and comics. I'm actually trying to kind of produce one just for fun. Uh, so I also like to do piano and flute. I've been learning for a while now since I was pretty young. So I'm trying to keep that up so I don't forget. Uh, and I was also trying to learn some like uh, rollerblading or sorry, skating. So let's see how that goes. Let's see if I don't fall that much. <laughs> All right, cool. What a great, a great, talented group. This is awesome. I'm so excited. All right, we're going to go right now into some rapid fire questions. I'm just going to call out your name after the question, and I'd like you to just respond and we'll go around the table again. So first word that comes to mind when you hear the word networking, Jeff. Valuable. Valuable. Lucas. Thoughtful. Thoughtful. Shlina. Relationship. Relationship. Alex. Maintenance. Maintenance. Roberta. Opportunities. Opportunities. Great. Next question. First work that comes to mind when you hear the word mentor. We'll go the other way. Roberta. Friend. Nice <laughs> surprise to Alex. Relationship. Selena. Trust. Lucas. Perspective. Perspective. Jeff. Appreciative. Okay. All right, on a scale of 1 to 10, with 1 being not that comfortable and 10 being extremely comfortable, what is your comfort level with actually networking? Jeff? I think um, probably about a 7 or on a good day an 8, I'd say. Okay, good, good. Lucas? I'd say an 8. Okay, awesome. Shalina? I also gave myself an 8. Okay, Alex? 
Yep, an eight as well. Okay, Roberta? Probably a nine. Oh, a nine, there you go. Stirn it up a bit. All right, um, last question and then we'll get right into it. What is your go-to question to ask someone at a networking event? And I'm gonna start in the middle of the group, Shalina. Uh, I love asking the thing that they love about their job the most. I think asking people about what fills their cup uh, professionally is always a good place to start. Awesome, Alex. Yeah, one question I usually ask is what made you pursue um, this role or, you know, career in this specific field? Um, or just generally, what tips do you have for, for like a student setting out on his career path? Yeah, great question too. Lucas. Uh, I like to ask something along the lines of like, at what point in your life did you develop a passion for, you know, XYZ hobby function or industry and just kind of keep it general depending on, um, depending on what the conversation is and who I'm having it with, I guess. Nice. Find like a common ground. Uh, Roberta. Definitely what uh, certifications or courses they took for someone that would be interested in getting the same um, kind of job as them. So I know practically not just for myself or others are asking um, and something to just kind of like, you know, just for fun is like, what would it be like to do to relax maybe in between their breaks at RBC or something? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And uh, finally, Jeff. Yeah, I really like the like kind of personal or advice insight related questions. So something like like what they would have done if they could start their career over or if they would have changed anything or uh, kind of like advice related questions, like what they'd recommend someone in my shoes would do. I find really like, you know, senior people really like to open up and share with those types of questions. Awesome. Great, great answers. Great questions to ask. All right, let's get to it. So this topic of networking and mentorship is top of everyone's mind when it comes to finding a job and building one career. Today though, I really wanna hear from you. I really want you all to share your with our audience the experiences you've gained from networking and mentorship and learn a little bit about how you've approached the topic and how you've kind of, you know, with all of your numbers and the highs, how you've kind of perfected the skill because it is a skill. So I'm gonna start and start the question uh, first is, is with January being National Mentorship Month in Canada, what does networking mean to you? What skills have you learned or perfected from networking? And let's start with Jeff. Yeah, so I'd say definitely, um, it's definitely taught me a lot. The, probably, probably the biggest one is that I've been able to learn to talk effectively and connect with people who are a lot, a lot more senior to me. Um, it's obviously super intimidating as a very inexperienced and fresh uh, like third year student talking to professionals who've had super successful careers and you will obviously have less in common with them um, than say like a recent graduate or recent alumni of your university. Um, they have kids and a family. You probably still have university roommates. So but the, the more that I found, like I forced myself to reach out to senior folks, so like VPs or at the director level, the more comfortable I became chatting with them. And um, like my go-to question that we did, like that I just uh, answered in the last question, um, kind of those advice or insight-related questions, I found those to be super useful to hone in on and help kind of close that age gap in the conversation. So I think that's the number one skill. Um, but secondary uh, that I've learned from networking is uh, to really focus on others. I read a super great book that was really useful to me in my first year of university called how to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. And it's actually one of the best-selling books of all time. It was written back in like the 1920s or something like that. And one of the main guidelines of the book is to become genuinely interested in other people. 
So after reading the book in first year, I didn't really put it into complete practice until I started networking heavily. And it really made me realize just how important it was to focus on others, um, ask questions about others, focus on them, and avoid talking too specifically about the job or say like, hey, I want a job, I want a job. Um, so yeah, that would be the second skill is just talking to people because people, people hire people. People won't hire like a robot, so acting and communicating effectively in a very relationship-oriented way has just gotten me uh, very comfortable. And it's helped me a lot, I think, within, within my professional development, but also in my own life, where if you're genuinely interested in others, they're going to be genuinely interested in you, and it's uh, very symbiotic. Yeah, some great insights. Thank you for sharing. You know, it's um, it's interesting how you framed it, too, with the ideas, and I think spot on like the this idea of making those connections and you know humanizing the conversation is so super important so thank you for thank you for sharing that um how about lucas for sure um so without echoing too much of what jeff said because there's there's a lot of really good points there um i guess first off let me acknowledge kind of some of the mentors in in my life so um like it would have i really would have struggled with my career had it not been for people like sarah riopel um, John Christophilos, um, Anthony Tarasio, and uh, Eric Mosny. Um, so I'm extremely grateful for their help throughout, the, throughout my process. Um, so for me, kind of networking is really, really about listening to others. Um, it's about broadening your perspectives, as, as I think I kind of alluded to earlier um, in the fast fire round uh, of questions. Um, it's about helping also, like whenever possible, um, you know, if you can connect someone with, with an opportunity um, that they might be a good fit for, that, that benefits both the employer and, and the person that you're connecting. Um, so that's always positive, as well as kind of fostering long-term relationships. And I really believe kind of emphasizing on learning-oriented relationships is super important. Um, and I'll, I'll just kind of clarify. So what I mean by that is that, you know, a culture of continuous learning, for me at least, needs to be a pretty big part of the networking relationship because um, there should be back and forth. Um, and even if you are a junior in the relationship, you know, I will still send, you know, news articles, market research or, or papers um, or stuff that I find kind of interesting uh, that pertains directly to that specific connections field um, to maybe spark their interest or, or kind of engage in some thoughtful dialogue back and forth. Um, be it when, you know, you're not, you don't have time for a call, uh, it might be just something that you saw quickly in the morning um, before work or before school. Um, so I think, yeah, engaging in regular dialogue, that's that's really important. And kind of the, all of this kind of sums up to um, the fact that I really haven't perfected any skill. Um, it's just networking, I guess, has really allowed me to hone um, my emotional intelligence, um, my oral communication skills, as I've kind of alluded to, and obviously technical knowledge specific to your domain. So if you're speaking to, um, you know, a managing director or a portfolio manager or s some other professional in another other industry um, where you can get kind of domain specific knowledge, that's that's always um, extremely valuable, I find. Great, great insights. Wow, this is this is just going off great here. I want to say too, I love what you said about connecting with your the people you've met, um, whether even if it's not for another conversation right away, but sharing information, because I always say it's a two way street. It's always a two way street for the relationship. And if you approach it as such, um, each person can learn from each other, and each person can have a time to speak in the dialogue and share ideas and thoughts. So I love what you said there because. That's so rewarding to receive information and and to and to go back and forth like that. So, don't forget the two way street for sure. Absolutely, good good thoughts, Alex. Yeah. So, um, 
and with respect to networking, what it means to me, uh, two things. First, you know, broadening my horizons just to see, you know, what else is out there, what other opportunities are there in terms of, you know, um, you know, jobs, firms, um, or even locations. Um, but most importantly, the second thing, maintaining relationships or forming new relationships, um, not just, you know, with the people you already have in your network. So even friends at this point, um, but uh, also just, uh, yeah, as I said, reaching out to people that, you know, spark an interest. Um, when you browse LinkedIn, you see an article, you stumble across an individual, a firm, um, just having having a quick glance across their pro uh, profile and having a look and see if that interests you. And I kind of go into networking with the mindset, I already have a no. So if I don't reach out, then that's already a no, like for a coffee chat, that is. Um, so um, networking has taught me to, well, build more confidence. Uh, at first, you know, when I, like not downloaded LinkedIn, but got my first account, I don't know how many years that was now, but uh, I was quite intimidated. Uh, you know, I just had it and it was sitting there and I didn't do anything with it. Um, but over the years now, I've learned to use LinkedIn, for instance, to my advantage, um, or even at networking events, just to, you know, step up to someone, introduce myself and just have a casual chat. And um, yeah, just wanted to say, it boosted my confidence in a way, um, but also most importantly, um, I think Jeff and Lucas both mentioned this before, going into this with the mindset of not necessarily wanting to benefit from meeting someone, but just wanting to learn more. So I try to approach someone by just first, in the first instance, wanting to learn about them, um, about the job they do, about their background, and just having a very casual chat. Um, and then the whole career aspect, if that is something that is in my mind, uh, that I think has to wait, um, just in my personal opinion, just because I like to build that uh, personal get to know each other basis uh, first before I move into any sort of, you know, career discussion, which usually comes up quite naturally. Anyhow, if you chat with someone. Yeah, absolutely. And some really great advice too. I mean, I think the, you know, there, I have been in situations where young, young people are at a networking event, they lead with a resume and I'm like, no, no, no. I want to know who you are. What do you like to do? What are you passionate about? Like, cause otherwise I could just read that on my own. Right. And I think the idea of what you said and the other gentleman said was, really true too, is that I always say conversations lead to opportunities and those can be an opportunity to meet someone else in that person's network. It doesn't necessarily mean like that job right away, but I like what you also said about that naturally comes in the conversation. Um, but leading with that makes it awkward and it almost feels like you're there just to have that, you know, get, can I get a job through you kind of conversation. So all the advice so far, really, really good, um, really interesting and intriguing and uh, super helpful. So, Roberta, what about you? What would you say to this question? January is National Mentorship Month. What does networking mean to you and what skills have you learned or perfected from networking? I'm so happy we just talked about this because that's actually what I was going to expand on. So, my kind of definition of networking to me is building relationships even outside of your career, even though that's something you're obviously focusing on. A lot of the times during my ambassadorship um, this semester, I have perfected the skills in the way that I network with others, but also the way that I react to others networking with me. But because I acknowledge that a lot of students also want to reach out. Uh, so something that's really helped me honestly network with other professionals is even though at first um, it might seem very scary, I purposely want to do things that kind of scare me sometimes when I'm reaching out to others. 
So I've been able to reach out to people that I didn't think I would, you know, um, be able to reach out to and talk to. And I've actually still been maintaining those relationships. So something that I think I've been perfecting is the amount of research that you do beforehand. You have any coffee chat and the intent you have with it. The intent that I always have with coffee chats is, as you guys were saying, don't start off right away with this is what I want to do with my career right away, even though that is super ambitious. Um, I always kind of value how did they get there first and their journey to kind of their job. And that's a lot of the times that I actually get um, like learn from after those coffee chats. So I, I would definitely value learning about their background first and kind of what their values are before how they even got their experience or got their job. Um, and I would also, uh, you know, for sure value the maintenance. I think this is a word that we were talking about before. Um, after you have a coffee chat or two with someone, uh, don't be like, okay, well, that's all I can learn from them. Peace out. Bye. <laughs> I, I, for sure, I, I think it's really important to maintain those relationships because you never know when they could um, be useful to you in terms of expanding your skills, expanding your network, and also hopefully maybe in the future you can even talk to them about um, getting an opportunity somewhere there as well. So that's it for me. Yeah, great, great, great advice as well. This is chock full of good ideas and thoughts. So for our audience and listeners, um, hopefully you're taking some notes and, and listening along. But uh, next up, I don't want to forget Shalina on this question. Yeah, no, everybody has kind of echoed my thoughts on networking. But to sum it all up, I think uh, networking is about genuine relationship building personally and professionally, especially during the pandemic. I think we're really missing that really crucial in-person piece that makes relationship building a lot easier and that adds that personal touch. I've actually done three virtual co-ops since the pandemic has started. So I've kind of understood and begun to understand that as we continue to live in this digital age, uh, I've personally found networking is all about talking about who I am as a person and not necessarily just what's on my LinkedIn. Um, I think, yeah, similar to what Alex said, um, networking has really helped me gain a sense of confidence in the workplace. Confidence really radiates from students who are interested in being engaged in a networking conversation, and that usually helps the conversation go a little bit smoother. Uh, I think alongside that, it's really helped me just with my general conversational skills through articulating myself, learning the art of being concise, and just asking meaningful questions and continuing to be curious through our networking journeys. Yeah, some more great points. And <clears throat> to your point as as well, like this is an opportunity to practice. Like you get better at it as you do it too. And I know, you know, sometimes I don't know if we have the mindset to approach it that way, but I remember my first, you know, conversation with with a leader and my my own networking skills. And, you know, you you learn to perfect it, you learn to hone it in and you learn to make it personal to you, which is really the most important as well, since it is about all those human relations. So Thank you so much for all answering that, that that first question. I think it's really insightful what you shared. Now we're going to dive into a couple other questions. I'm going to bounce around a bit, and then we'll come back to a question for everyone at the end. Um, recognizing networking in the pandemic is well, you know, different. Um, I know that many have had had to deal with this. Uh, Lucas, how have you adapted and navigated through networking the past two years, uh, with everything being virtual and everything as you as you kind of navigated that space? Yeah, no, no, that's that's a that's a very good point. A lot has changed in the last two years. Um, in-person dinners, galas, coffees, and networking events have slowly kind of shifted to like virtual coffee, zooms, and, and team calls. So that's obviously um, really different. Um, I do I do miss coffee chats in a local cafe. Um, but I guess what I've done to kind of adapt has been um, I've really 
really worked on my flexibility. Um, so being able to schedule meetings, like even if I'm in school, um, I'm still quite flexible with my classes um, and I can really schedule meetings, even if it's, you know, after work um, later in the day um, to accommodate professional schedules. I find that's really helpful. Um, and then I try to offset kind of the downsides of, of the virtual setting um, by being really, really well prepared. And I think that was kind of echoed earlier, um, but like do a lot of research. You need to do a lot of research, whether it's a coffee chat, um, or it's you know it's it's an in-person um, networking, or it's 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 a it's a more group networking setting. Um, you have to know the individuals that you're going to meet with, um, and that means knowing kind of a little bit about their background, where they might have worked in the past, what might interest them, um, and some a little bit about their past work uh, work experience. Um, obviously, I think another another kind of positive, I guess, of the pandemic in terms of networking, um, it's made my networking a little bit more effective. I'll be quite honest, like I can schedule face-to-face -face meetings back-to-back -back with people in completely different time zones. Um, mm -hmm. Whether whether that might have been possible kind of technically um, before, most people wouldn't have been super open to doing that, but that's now kind of just the reality that we live in. Um, so obviously increasing the volume of my networking efforts has been really positive in helping me build more relationships. Um, but obviously, um, in term, maybe this is anecdotal, but I've also had more success reaching out to more senior employees um, in the, the, than in the past. Um, and I guess that could be because maybe the pandemic has kind of forced all employees uh, to become more digitally connected, even if they're kind of more at a senior level. Um, also, I just like to quickly touch on kind of working in the virtual setting because can be a little bit different uh, and challenging. And we've mentioned that there's been some virtual internships before. And um, this past summer, I had just virtually interned at RBC GAM and I leveraged kind of their internal RBC 10,000 coffees program um, to set up coffee chats with other interns, which which made it, you know, um, made it extremely like made it really interesting because you can meet people from you know different offices um, and you feel really like you, you've gained that kind of RBC or that that work culture. Um, and then I also made an effort to kind of set up my own kind of virtual coffee chats with maybe some more um, senior colleagues um, via the, you know, your internal staff directory, which would be the same at any firm. Um, so I recommend I recommend pursuing kind of um, if you're going to intern virtual, I recommend kind of pursuing a similar route and really going above and beyond um, in, in your networking efforts to kind of set up your, um, so you really feel like you get you, you get your culture and you, you really get the full experience out of your uh, your internship. Yeah, amazing points, really well well spoken and and um, obviously for uh, the audience here, like these are some really good points to be thinking about um, going above and beyond. The other thing I that you hit upon too is the reach um, during the pandemic. I have a lot of young students that are starting off with their whole networking plan and trying to figure it out. And they're like, well, I can meet them in person. And I said, well, you actually have a more democratized approach because there's people all over the planet that you can talk to now without having to be running to an, a coffee shop. And I know we all miss that in person, but there's also advantages to that that you highlighted. And finally, I will say, <laughs> I think when you said the whole like seniors of uh, senior executives, different levels of people getting involved, I think it's also because I know I am, I don't know about anyone else, but everyone's pretty starved for relationships and conversations. So I would say tap into that and take it for advantage because more people will probably insert your LinkedIn requests more than ever because they want to talk to someone other than their, their cat or dog or their significant other. So that's um, fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Good advice. I really. agree. Yes. <laughs> right? It's like, yeah, so take advantage of that. Awesome. Really good insights. Um, we know mentorship can take many different forms. It can be for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. Uh, I know in talking with a few of you that you you have 
uh, have a, a mentor, maybe informal or informally. And I'm really just curious about how did that relationship start? So maybe I'll start with Jeffrey and you can tell us, you know, how your mentorship started with your mentor and, and really how did you get that going? Yeah, sure. So I had, a, I guess, an informal mentor um, that had a really big impact on my professional development. Um, I'll give a bit of extra background on myself because when we first started off, I didn't give the whole spiel, the whole full elevator pitch. Um, but I got into my third year of commerce uh, this fall, pursuing finance. Um, I'm a teaching assistant at school, uh, and I'm pretty heavily involved in some finance and investment clubs now, in leadership roles now. Uh, last summer, I was at RBC in my first stint uh, within corporate treasury, and next summer, I'm going to be returning for a summer internship in investment banking. And for both of these internships, I really don't think I could have done it without my mentor. So after I finished up my first year of university, I found that it kind of just came and went, and I was completely sitting out, like sitting on the sidelines uh, extracurricularly. So two summers ago, uh, I joined an investment club, my first ever club uh, university. It's called Investa Insights. Um, because I didn't know that I wanted to pursue a career in finance, specifically within business. That's essentially the conclusion I came to all of my efforts in the first year was, okay, I finally picked something. Um, and the main upper year student on the club who ended up becoming my mentor, his name is Mebi. He was in charge of managing and teaching us, helping us do research, her reports, um, all as is typical on the club. But outside of the typical club stuff, <laughs> something that definitely wasn't in his job requirements, um, was going the extra mile. So maybe really went the extra mile to make sure that we were all on track professionally. Um, so it was me and two other analysts that he really focused and made it his mission to help us professionally outside of the club involvement. So uh, he would share networking and interview resources with us, uh, send us job postings like in the middle of the night and this guy would stay up extremely late. Uh, and essentially just lit a fire underneath all of us so that we could reach our full potential. Um, so, yeah, like around the clock, he was always available to message, to call, ask questions, get advice from. And yeah, like I said, this was super, super valuable to my career development. He helped me land my first internship at RBC, and he is now working full time in investment banking in Toronto. So, you know, along the same path, he helped me secure my uh, upcoming summer internship at RBC in investment banking. And yeah, I think overall, just really, really valuable. I'm super glad I pushed myself to get involved extracurricularly. And now that I'm kind of in a position a year and a half later in leadership positions like he was, um, I've really made it part of my day-to-day -to, -day to begin paying it forward, just like he did to me, to current younger students at McMaster. And it's been really rewarding. I can understand why maybe went you know, the extra mile to help us uh, take up his personal time to aid us throughout the whole internship process. Because it's really rewarding now starting to see some of my mentees uh, get positions for next summer. It's a good feeling. Yeah, it's great. And it's interesting how that flourished and grew and it grew organically. Yeah. Um, you know, it wasn't an assignment where you were, you know, assigned to each other or anything like that. It actually was something that, you know, having the club, the common ground of the club and then growing from there. And that's, that's like, that's why I always say, like, you can look for this sort of mentorship sort of relationship. Um, from multiple people in multiple places. And so thank you for sharing that. And I just, I think it's so interesting how these relationships start and how yeah. they, they blossom. But then other people might think about going to that club, that extracurricular and, 
maybe you're also taking a different approach than just sitting on the sidelines, as you said. Right, right exactly. And I think I, I could definitely see that it was organic. You know, he wasn't required to do this and it made me take it that much more seriously. So finding an organic mentor just pays dividends. Super, super useful. Absolutely. It can't be, it's like friendship. You can't force friends, right? So I, I feel like that's the mindset you have to have, but great example, great, great in-depth conversation on that one. Um, Roberta, how about you have mentor and, you know, how did, how did your mentor relationship start? I agree with you. I really do think mentor, like being like a mentor is a friend. It's like a work buddy, I think, but they're kind of like a work friend. So I agree with that. Um, so my mentor for the longest time has been, um, she's in technology and operations. Her name is Darlene Milke. Uh, so basically some background context on how I met her. Uh, I was in grade, I believe, uh, 10, about to be in 11. And there was a special RBC partnership with my school CTA. And basically they were looking for three selected students to do a cybersecurity animation video under cybersecurity with Adam Evans. Uh, so I was selected along to other students, Desmond and Stephanie. And basically she, told us all about the work culture at RBC. At this age, I didn't know anything about meetings. I didn't know anything about, you know, deadlines. So this is a whole new world for me, honestly speaking. Uh, so looking back, I really do value all the advice she gave me just starting off the bat. Um, she helped me kind of understand, you know, um, professionally speaking, some skills that I had to technically kind of develop, um, you know, Microsoft Word and stuff like that in Excel that I even look back as it's funny that um, at that age. Uh, but something that she really, I've always valued that she's always helped me with is finding opportunities even when I can't find them for myself sometimes. I can't tell you the amount of times that she's like, look at this really great opportunity. I think it's great for you. And always just thinking of me constantly, something that I've always loved her for and I will always appreciate. Um, because because of those opportunities, I've always been able to come back at the time because she's found so many different things for me. Um, and as soon as I started off um, in my first term, uh, back, I think, uh, five years ago from now, she actually helped me kind of do a rotation program at the time. So um, I went throughout different teams in technology and operations, like desk site support and vulnerability management, um, and so many other teams that I still value my time at because I kind of understood what I wanted to do and what I was most interested in. So that's something that I thought was really valuable. Um, most recently, I had um, this past summer, actually, I was a security analyst in vulnerability management under cybersecurity. And that was, of course, an online internship. And during this time, I feel like even though it was online, I, I didn't learn so much from her. She did give me the opportunity to like uh, be involved in a lot of things like diversity festivals for students and other events like that. Um, aside from that, she's also just helped me kind of expand my network in terms of reaching out to other teams and knowing that even though you're currently in this team, in the future, you never know that you might be interested in something else as well. So it's always good to keep an eye out and kind of be open to other opportunities as well, even though if it's something you have never imagined for yourself. Um, and yeah, this was, of course, I met her formally, of course, through work, um, but I still obviously always reach out to her. I actually just kept in contact with her. I text her sometimes just to check in how she's doing. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much how my relationship started with her. I really do value her. And I am kind of more and more seeing um, other people that are, of course, are reaching out to me on LinkedIn. And I hope that one day I can also be a mentor as good as she was to me one day and someone that I meet on LinkedIn or, or through work. Um, I, I did see someone promising, though. I, I did see uh, around uh, a 15-year-old. I think she was part of the RBC Labs um, this past summer, and I was so impressed with her. Uh, she was looking for other opportunities in technology, and she was doing coffee chats with, I think, like everyone in, that she could get a hold of. 
And I was like, oh my God, it's like I'm, I'm seeing future talent here. I was so excited. So I hope <laughs> one day in the future I could be like Darlene and, you know, kind of help out. Yeah, and play it forward like like Jeff was saying. And you know what? You can. You can start now. That whole thing yeah. is um, there's no age limit. There's no level of experience. I think we all have something to share and give. And and the thing I like about your story, too, is it started in high school. And yeah. even with the high school students that listen into this podcast, like, it's never too early to start, right? Why not exactly. reach out to a, a student ahead of you or your friend's older brother or sister and ask them like what, what you know what how have they been doing like what yeah so i love the fact that yours started um and generated organically again from a high school experience that's grown throughout your 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 schooling and your and your professional experience and personal experience so thank you so much for sharing another great example of an organic sort of thing that came together for you so how about lucas um anyone that you want to i think uh, you shared a little bit earlier, but maybe, you know, mentors and how did that relationship start? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I guess all kind of two two mentors that have been really, really huge and instrumental kind of, I won't say career because it's, it's not a career yet, but like hopefully it will be a career. Um, Sarah Riopel, obviously at RBC, which I previously mentioned, and then John Christophilus at uh, AGF. Um, so one is kind of an informal mentor and one's a formal mentor. So that's kind of why I wanted to kind of list both. Um, and both have helped me tremendously kind of gaining perspective on what, you know, what does the industry entail? Because often, um, as, as probably some of, some of the other individuals here that are interested in finance know, um, you know, when a first year enters university and they want to do finance, what do they want to do? It's always investment banking. Um, so there's, there, but there's a, there's a myriad of opportunities in finance. Um, and, and Sarah has been instrumental specifically in kind of opening my perspective and specifically kind of, you know, introducing me to something that I've really um, kind of developed a passion for, which is macro uh, kind of macro investment strategy. Um, so I really, really owe it to, to her for that. Um, that relationship actually started through a virtual coffee chat um, where there was no intention uh, of seeking a job. Um, she had recently, I think, spoken at a um, university kind of career panel or something to that effect. Um, and I reached out to her after on LinkedIn and, you know, asked her if I could connect and, you know, follow up with some some questions that I had about, you know, what she had said. And um, and again, it's about doing your research. So making sure that, you know, you're asking thoughtful questions and she, she happened to be impressed by me um, and they happened to be looking for an intern in the summer. So um, a few things lined up and she ended up um, I ended up working with her um, this past summer in the CIO's office at RBC. Uh, global asset management so th that's i guess a little bit of a quick background on, on sarah um who, who's fantastic and i know she's she's a mentor for many people um so she, she's awesome and then quickly on john um more of a formal relationship um it's actually through casa's mentorship program um so it's a program that i actually um i applied to and i i was i was matched with a, a mentor um in the industry you know who kind of fit my background and fit a lot of the same um kind of qualities and personalities uh, traits that I had, um, which I thought was really interesting. We actually had done a personality test, um, like an intensive personality test, like a hundred question uh, personality test in advance. Um, and then there was actually uh, a, a pairing committee who actually kind of decided who, where the mentees, like who are the mentees going to be paired with in terms of mentors. So um, not as much decision there, but it turned out to be um, just a great fit. Um, we're both extremely, extremely, extremely passionate um, about about markets, and um, we, you know, we're market junkies, as we like to call it. Um, we absolutely love live and breathe it. So we we connected obviously on that level. Um, further, you know, he has a background. Um, he's half he's half or 
he's fully Greek and I'm half Greek. So uh, we connected well there um, and, and he's continued to help me um, in terms of kind of connecting with, with people who might have been previously out of reach for me, um, you know, acting as kind of like a sounding board for me in terms of, you know, what careers I want to pursue, um, because obviously anything seems very interesting when you're an undergrad and, you know, you're looking for that first job. So it's, it's kind of, it's about seeing where I fit best. And he's really, really um, helped me understand that about myself. So I owe, owe him a lot for that. Awesome. Another, another really good conversation um, and about how, uh, informal and formal, and how both are valuable, um, and and some great experiences there as well. Um, and I loving the I'm loving the shout outs from everyone to their mentors on this as well. So they'll get they'll get a little bit of a plug here, which is awesome. So um, next question is, um, you know, we talk about um, again, mentorship can take many different forms, and I'm always really keen on hearing about peer to peer mentorship, and I really think that. Um, I know I take an advantage of it. I do it often in my career. I have people I go to for my career advice. I have people who I talk to about my public speaking advice. And, you know, getting advice from peers is also super important. Um, Alex, have you um, had a peer mentorship opportunity that you would like to talk about and share? Yeah, absolutely. I'm actually just currently involved in one. So as part of my program, uh, at the months at the monk school, we have a peer mentorship program, uh, which kind of works in the way that the second year students, so who are in their final year, get paired with a first year student um, every year. So last year I was a mentee, uh, and this year I signed up to be a mentor. And like what Lucas just mentioned, um, it really helps if you have somewhat of a similar background with somebody. So that's already like you have that instant connection. And this year, I got paired with a German student who's. Um, or who started his first year here at the monk school as well. Um, so, yeah, uh, it's been great. Um, for me, that kind of takes the role of, um, you know, men or peer mentorship to me means like, you know, sharing experiences and, you know, but like really trying to figure out what my mentee is trying to get out of, you know, the program or, you know, even life in general. So I don't strictly see peer mentorship as something that's confined within the realms of uh, university and academia or even, you know, like career, uh, um, you know, career plans, but more so even on a personal level, if uh, I'm comfortable with that, which I personally am, but also importantly, my mentee um, and he is as well. So, yeah, uh, through that, uh, you know, uh, friendships get formed and, um, you know, I try to just have an open ear at all times and. I told him, you know, straight from the get go, hey, if you ever have any questions, you know, knowing that he's new to Toronto, he's also not from Canada, like myself. Um, it's always a bit hard, uh, you know, getting started in a new place um, and, you know, settling in. So immediately I said, hey, if you need anything, here's my number, call me or message me, you know, whatever is up, uh, I'll try to help you out. Um, I'd love to help. Um, so for me, yeah, that peer mentorship, um, certainly helps when you can talk about university experiences and you can share on your, you know, knowledge from, let's say this course or that course to your mentee, or, you know, even like trying to find a job as a foreigner here in Canada, which is not as easy always um, because you need, um, you know, certain documentations and um, him, him and I both have that long-term, uh, well, it's not a strategy, but uh, oh, maybe almost a strategy, but that goal to get PR here in Canada, that's why we both came here. So mainly for immigration purposes. So, um, just, you know, bouncing ideas off each other and trying to see, you know, what way could work because for PR, you need to get a certain job that has a certain level, um, you know, it's like a qualification level. 
So yeah, uh, I'd say peer mentorship for me is like a 360 encompassing aspect um, from academia to career uh, prospects to even just personal life uh, questions or goals and yeah, grabbing a beer with your uh, mentee and just having a casual chat. Yeah, it's great, great insights. And I'm glad you hit upon to the newcomer uh, pieces of that because even culturally, um, and I know even we've talked about this too, like when you come as a newcomer into Canada and maybe culturally uh, you're not even, you know, you don't even do networking in your country. You just get good grades and get a job and there you go. Um, so I think that's also, you know, another, I don't say barrier, but it's obviously something to overcome to try to figure out, you know, how do you build out your networking strategy? And again, this podcast should be helping many people, newcomers or or not, on how to think through that. So thanks for bringing up that angle too. That's a really good piece of advice. Um, Jeffrey, how about yourself on um, peer mentorship? Yeah, so I have taken on actually like a couple peer mentorship relationships over the last uh, year or two. Um, the first one is this is with a close friend of mine at McMaster. So uh, when this started, we were both kind of in the same boat, both pursuing summer internships in the same field for this next upcoming summer of 2022. And so about last February or so, we set up schedules to kind of hold each other accountable to networking. So forcing ourselves to network throughout the end of last second semester and also going into this summer. So yeah, we set up uh, goals for each of us, how many professionals we wanted to talk to at each firm and kind of informally check in on each other's progress throughout the summer, you know, about every week or so to see how it's going with each other. Uh, when it came to interview time, we did a lot of mock interviews with each other. And when it came to, you know, when they're, when they're getting back to us, we supported each other throughout kind of that whole process. And I think one thing that I really like about peer mentorship in contrast to typical mentorship is that uh, there's company in misery. So you're both going through the same struggle or the same process with the same goals. And it's much easier to lean on and get support from each other when you're actually facing those same challenges. So that was super useful and we're still close friends. We're actually gonna live with each other um, this upcoming summer. Uh, but a second great peer mentorship relationship that I developed, it was this past summer in my first internship at RBC. So RBC, they have a networking connection platform called 10,000 Coffees, which Brian, I believe, or I know that you were instrumental in setting up. So yep. every two weeks, uh, the platform connects you with another RBC student. And essentially, it strongly encourages you. It doesn't force you, but it strongly encourages you to have a coffee chat with them. Um, and Brian, it would be great if you could kind of speak to the benefits of this and kind of how that's sure. related to peer mentorship after. Um, but yeah, so my first or second connection through this platform, it was with an international student from India who was working in RBC operations. Uh, he goes to St. Mary's University in Nova Scotia. And for the both of us, it was the first virtual internship experience, which can be a little bit weird. You're very detached from your team. It's hard to, you know, like stay super engaged every single day um, when you're just, you know, sending little texts on uh, Cisco WebEx. Um, but we scheduled catch-up calls like every two weeks or so with each other, kept in touch. And it was really, again, just super useful to be able to speak with each uh, with another student regularly because, you know, my team, they didn't have any other young folks. I don't think his team had a lot of other student interns. So we were just able to support each other throughout the summer. Uh, and this actually reminds me to reach out to him. We've both got, gotten super busy with uh, school again this semester. Um, but yeah, definitely the 10,000 Copies platform was super great in setting up another peer mentorship relationship for me. 
That's awesome. And thanks for the the shout out to 10,000 yeah. Coffees as well. And I know um, others here have benefited from that um, platform and that that's that that opportunity as well. I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. That is my legacy. I brought 10,000 Coffees in back in 2015. <laughs> um, it has grown to what I could not even imagine as far as um, the opportunities to connect and even, you know, peer to peer, like you said, it's it's so important, especially in this virtual world, to have the opportunity to reach out to someone then and feel like, hey, I got a question I want to ask. And, you know, have you experienced this? Or, you know, like you pointed out, maybe you're on a team where there's not other students and it's a way to connect. So, yeah, 10,000 Coffees has been a big part of everyone here on this call and in my career, too, as far as um, of working through and creating that experience for students to take advantage of. So. Yeah, very proud of, of what we've done with them. Thank you for mentioning that. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, no worries. And, you know, the next thing I want to talk about a little bit is social media. And I know that, you know, each of you have, uh, you know, your profiles on LinkedIn. You, you, you know, you, you engage in social media, maybe some for personal and professional, some for professional. But, um, Shalina, I wanted to ask you, um, I feel social media is such a big part of getting going with networking and, and building mentorships because, you know, let's be honest, we all like creep each other out on LinkedIn and see what what they're all about. <laughs> and recruiters are really good at this as well. Um, but, you know, how has social media been a part of, you know, networking, finding mentors, connecting, any any best practices? And I'm assuming LinkedIn, but you might use other things too. Would you like to share a little bit about that? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, to your point, I think social media and especially through this digital era with the pandemic has kind of brought together our personal and professional identities online. Um, as far as LinkedIn goes and just cold reaching out to people on LinkedIn, I think the most important thing is to find very specific common ground with students who are interested in reaching out to people on LinkedIn. So that can be in the form of somebody who was a university alumni or who's on the same club as you or who works for a company that you really love or that you know a lot about. And that way you can ask really meaningful questions. So that's the kind of the other piece to networking, especially on LinkedIn is to kind of be specific and then also ask really specific questions. Um, if it was someone I didn't know and I was just cold reaching out to them on LinkedIn, I would introduce myself by giving them really relevant context as to who I am, when I'm graduating, what my professional background is, and then finally, why I want to chat with them in particular. So kind of going back to why I'm interested in the company that they work at or what they do. And I think that specificity really brings back to the point of the why behind why you've reached out to someone and that can be more compelling than just you know randomly introducing yourself to somebody on linkedin and and not providing them any context um the other piece to social media and chatting with people online is that sometimes because we're missing that in-person relationship building it can feel a little bit transactional so that's kind of where i always tell again going back to peer mentorship other uh, mentees that I have is to be genuine. I, I would never go into with the mindset that this person could potentially give me a job or a co-op or an internship, but instead leveraging the curiosity and the curious minds that all students have and really go with that approach uh, kind of goes towards asking good questions. So yeah, I think the, the general gist of social media is that it can be really helpful. Bridging that personal and professional identity to LinkedIn is really important because while what 
you can see on your resume and your accomplishments is one thing, but then giving someone important context as to who you are and why you want to talk to them is also really important and, and will more likely lead to a successful conversation. Yeah, I love what you said and also being thoughtful about it, right? Like, I think the whole approach of humanize, I, you know, I talk about humanizing yourself on LinkedIn and, and I'm a person who doesn't believe in separating work and home. I mean, I mean, yes, from a professional perspective uh, to a degree, but I think it's important that we are who we are every day of our lives. And, um, you know, when you can share your hobbies and thoughts on LinkedIn and make that connection or a course you took or a passion you have, it, it actually does make you want to reach out to someone and, and maybe connect as well. Um, I also like the idea, and I know this is a challenge because technically on phones and some some different devices, when you hit connect, I've done this myself, and it just says pending requests. I'm like, oh boy, I didn't want to do that. I wanted to send a personal message and then I can't retrieve it. And I'm like, <laughs> do that, but it it's literally gone, right? So it's, you know, think about, you know, Figuring out the platform and how you can actually add a personal message like you you've talked about. I think that's so super important and it also shows that you've taken the time uh, not just to hit the connect button, which could be by accident um, in, in, in the LinkedIn world. Um, and then the others I'll say is I have gotten requests from a lot of students in my past and I always am open to connecting. Obviously, that's how I met all of you and and having conversations, but I have actually gotten and this is no joke, I've actually got a reach out that said, do you have jobs at RBC? I'd like to connect with you. Um, yeah, we do, yeah. So, but, you know, it wasn't really something that caught my attention to say, I wanna follow up on that. I felt like it was, they're just looking from the job angle again and not not necessarily, they're kind of using me as a means to the end versus getting to know each other, which can lead to better opportunities. So I, I put that out there, because if you do that, it's probably not the best intro to say, you know, do you have jobs for me? Um, so next on this question, social media, how about Alex? Yeah, um, I don't think I can really sum it up much better than Shalina did and you as well. <laughs> uh, you guys covered some great points there. Uh, one thing I do want to say from, you know, at the start now is that, you know, we, it's, we're, we live in a day and age where we have LinkedIn at our fingertips wherever we are, you know, whether we're waiting for a bus for the streetcar. We don't have to send letter mail anymore or physically walk into an office and knock on the CEO's door or something like my grandpa did. Um, <laughs> so times have changed and it's, you know, a curse and a blessing at the same time. I'd say a blessing because you can literally, if you're waiting for the subway, send out a quick message um, if something sparks your interest and you see it. So, um, but just to go back to that maintenance aspect of um, uh, networking and on that on on the social media platform like LinkedIn. So I try to keep in touch with my connections on a frequent basis. Um, yeah, I don't want to, you know, bombard them with messages because I know they're busy people. I have a busy life as well. So I try to keep it just, you know, decent by simply, you know, shooting a message every now and then to people I generally want to keep in touch with. So whether that's, you know, for the holidays, um, for their birthday, or, you know, they had a recent promotion, just a quick message short and sweet, spreading some positivity and congratulating them. So, um, and that at the same time, I feel functions as like a reminder, you know, as you know, I'm still here. Hello. Um, because I feel for LinkedIn and that's the mistake I did when I first got it, um, was just to have it there. And I kind of had it sitting there and I didn't really utilize it. Um, yeah, having a network is 1 thing, but you have to maintain it. Um, and so I try to, you know, just. Keep that connection alive because then if something actually comes up with people you're in touch with, then 
you have a more serious question, then reaching out to that individual again is a bit easier because you're like, oh yeah, you know, Alex uh, shot me a recent message for you know an Easter or for my for my birthday, and then you're already in their mind, so I feel that helps. Um, yeah, so, yeah, you know, it's not like out of the blue. Um, you know, in Germany, we have like the saying uh, that where it goes, you know, he or she only comes when they need something. That's what you just mentioned with that. Uh, curious outreach that you had on your LinkedIn. Um, you have jobs at RBC, so I'm not sure if that if we have that saying in English too. But you know, you don't want to be that person that just you know comes when you need something, but you want to be there and be somewhat consistent. I feel. Um, but yeah, some advice with regard to reaching out to people that I haven't met yet, but that have sparked my interest. Um, I think yeah, Shalina summed it up uh, quite well before uh, there's it really helps if you can find that common point in a way um so first and foremost you know you go on linkedin and you browse the feed but maybe within you you know you know what you kind of want to do in life what firm you'd like to work for even but specifically like the field you want to pursue so i usually have a browse um and i look you know where could i play to my strengths like where could i see myself in the future and what sort of role and then that could be like you could go through different kinds of ways to like find the right person to reach out to. I usually go over the company page and then go to the people section and you know I use the keyword uh, search function there just to search for different roles or even locations and then click on various profiles and have a read through them focusing on you know the alma matters or their career paths. And like Shalina said, if you know um, you that person went to the same university as you, that's already a talking point and career path even the same or clubs, you know, if they've had a similar position, work for the same firm as you, or uh, they even support the same sports team as you, if that's visible on their on their uh, profile, that's already a talking point, I feel. And, you know, I usually then sit back and ponder a bit. And then I do the same where I just send a connect invite. And then in that short note that you can add it when you send out that invite, I just try to express my interest in their field and, you know, um, in the person specifically. And like Shalina said as well, um, I really try to also approach this with the mindset. Um, and this is also an advice I highly uh, second. Uh, don't go into this networking thing with the mindset. I need a job. How can I get a job? How can I get a job from this person? But more so, I'm curious to learn more. I'm curious to learn about what they do and to see if that's a good fit for me even and just to learn more, broaden my horizons. And so I usually just send out a note saying, hey, super interested in what you do at XYZ. Um, would you be free for a casual coffee chat in the next couple of weeks or something? And as I said, first trying to form that basis of getting to know one, one another on a casual basis. And then more so, uh, uh, quite often actually that, you know, job related aspect comes up naturally, even within the first coffee chat. So. Yeah. Wow. Great advice. This podcast is fantastic. You all are sharing so much great insights and ideas and thoughts i just hope the audience is is capturing it all it's such a really really valuable conversation i want to throw in a, a question here because i'm i'm curious on this one um you know social media both of you talked about linkedin um, is there anybody here who uses other social media to you know find mentors or make connections um like insta or any of the other things do you use do do you not use? I'm I'm curious. If just a kind of a random open question, whoever wants to take it. I I actually use um my I made a net I, to network a little bit more with the students at my campus. I yep. made an Instagram, uh, so a student ambassador Instagram. 
So a lot of the people that want to reach out to me um, and other networking like possibilities, I guess, like other departments at my school or other schools have been reaching out uh, to me there. So I feel like being able to post on your stories and like interact with other people with the comments or um, in chats has been very, very useful on Instagram. Because um, a lot of people use it, you know, <laughs> and it's really yeah. useful. So that, that's been my experience using that. Yeah, very cool. I don't know if, is Snapchat younger? Is that still a thing? Do you use Snapchat? I haven't used it before, but it, it, I feel it is still around. Okay. Um, I noticed McDonald's used it as a way to find applicants for high school um, and uh, met the head of HR there. I was really impressed with the idea of like, your application is through a Snapchat, which is kind of cool for, for looking for a job in high school. But um, sorry, I didn't mean to derail us, but other other no. thoughts on um, on other so softwares or applications that you use? I actually think Twitter is a really underrated platform. My Twitter is my personal Twitter, but it still has that professional lens to it. Like I have my LinkedIn in my bio and my portfolio. And uh, as somebody who's, uh, I guess, expertise is in marketing and that's where my co-ops have been i think twitter is a really good way to interact with brands on that one-on-one -on -one basis but also a lot of leaders in tech and in banking and in marketing have personal twitter accounts that they use with a little bit more of a professional lens and that's actually how i've met one of my uh, mentors at shopify through twitter she was posting about um, all of the different product marketing um, efforts that she was working on and posting about them coming to life during the holidays and yeah, I, I gave her a follow and she followed me back and that's kind of how it went. But I, I actually think Twitter is almost a little bit more personal than LinkedIn because you can really still have that fun uh, personal twist to it while still keeping it like professional and kind of aligned to who you are in the professional realm of things. So, yeah. I love that example. That is the coolest. I, I actually have met people through Twitter too. Um, like you can DM and reach out or follow and then they follow. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. That's a cool... Cool insight. Anybody else on any other platforms? Um, it's not a social media platform, but I thought uh, I, I'll throw it in anyway real quick. Um, it certainly helped me. So when I was working in Germany, I joined a intercompany football league. So just in some joining, if possible, I know COVID is making this a bit more difficult now these days. But, uh, you know, if you have your first co-op, your first internship uh, or job, um, getting involved in even, you know, company organized sports leagues or clubs or events is a great way to network. Um, you know, it's an informal setting most of the times you get chatting with people and more so than, you know, more often than you think you actually connect with someone and that leads to like a relationship. So I've met some good friends that I'm still in touch with to these, like to this day by just you know, attending uh, events within, not within company time, but with colleagues from the company, so. That's another great way. Awesome, these are great. Anybody else? Anybody use Facebook to reach out to people or no? Are you not Facebook? <laughs> no, Facebook for me is just my family. <laughs> like whatever my grandma's posting. But... I... I agree with that. Me too. I think Facebook is a little too personal. Yep, yeah. I agree. <laughs> but okay. I would just um, second what Alexander said, just about like, you know, like uh, something I'm really looking forward to this upcoming semester is getting back on campus, you know, just meeting, meeting more people by getting involved in like, it's not social media, but just like, you know, like intramurals or anything like that from like a peer mentorship perspective, if peer mentorship is something that, you know, to the listeners, something that you want to find find a really good peer mentor so you guys keep each other accountable. 
just, you know, if you're in university, if you're in high school, just get as involved in, as possible because the more people you meet, the closer, the, the best fit of a peer mentor that you can potentially find and you guys can really help each other forward. Yeah, uh, another great idea. Sorry, did someone have a chat? Oh no, I was just seconding. I, I was giving a nod to to Jeff. <laughs> I, I was. <laughs> I know. Too bad we weren't in the room together. Really. Virtual. <laughs> so, yeah. High high five. <laughs> um, yeah. No. These are all great thoughts. I just um. I I'm curious because obviously you know being in talent and trying to connect with people and you know I, I you know I've heard different uses of different things and it's nice to hear other ideas as well. So thanks for sharing that. Um. All right, moving ahead, um, you know, we talk about, you know, a lot of times we do mock interviews, we do different things. And I know it's kind of putting, you know, two of you on the spot, but I was wondering if Shalina and Alex, would you be willing to do a quick 30 second elevator pitch um, to the group? And then I'm gonna ask Jeffrey and Roberta to comment on both of your pitches, um, either what they learned about you or what they liked about it. Um, but I thought it'd be kind of cool also for people that are listening that are developing this, whether you call it an elevator pitch or, uh, you know, get to know you pitch, um, it might be helpful for them to hear a little bit from you and how you might do that. So who wants to go first, Shalina, Shalina or Alex? I don't, it doesn't matter. Uh, lady go. first. Okay, yeah. perfect. <laughs> um, okay, so my name is Shalina Serene. I'm passionate about marketing and creating meaningful digital experiences for consumers through today's eight second attention span. I value transparency, genuine relationship building and respect for humans of all backgrounds and all walks of life. My long-term career goal is to work in marketing for digital products and experiences for brands that I can really advocate for and use in my everyday life and for brands that I really believe in. Uh, currently, I attend the University of Waterloo. I'm actually graduating in April with an honors arts and business degree. I also work part-time with the student success office uh, as a peer success coach, and I'm the VP of finance on the arts and business society. Okay, if we had loud clapping on here, it'd be amazing. So I'm air clapping right now. Um, so Jeffrey, what did you think of the pitch? What did you learn? Yeah, I liked it. Um, I like how it's laid out. And yeah, I guess one specific thing I really liked was how your passions tied directly into what your long-term career goal is. So if I was like an interviewer and I, interviewer and I heard that, um, I think it's really cool that you know you talk about your passions and it directly translates as to like, hey, I'm passionate about this. Um, you know, so I, I really enjoy, I really like that. Awesome. Awesome. Roberta, what about you? What did you like about Selena's pitch? I do really love how you kind of subtly put in something super important about yourself at the end. I love how you didn't lead with that. I, I heard like VP of like, um, some arts kind of group or something at the end. So, um, I, I do value that you put something really important and then cool like that at kind of the end of the pitch to kind of like blow us away at the end of it. But I also agree like the structure of it was really well, the way you introduced yourself and talked was very really natural as well. So. I give it a 10 out of 10. I hope you guys can, can see my emojis here, but this is 100%. Right. Thank right. you. <laughs> that sounds good, yeah. And um, it, and it's always interesting, right? Because those that information she shared there, there's something you wanna grab onto and learn more about, right? And and, and there we go back to common ground. So um, thank you so much for doing it. How about next up, Alex, can you do a pitch for yourself? and? Um, and then we'll also ask Jeffrey and Roberta, and I'll even ask Lucas this time too what he thinks. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be hard to top again. Um, so yeah, <laughs> my name is Alex Myler. Uh, I'm passionate about global affairs and macroeconomics. 
and I value meeting new people from all walks of life and uh, tackling new challenging opportunities. Um, and yeah, keeping a global focus and expanding my international experience. My long-term career goal is to work in a client-facing role in either consulting or finance, uh, one that focuses on client relationship management specifically on a more global scale. Uh, I attend the Monk School of Global Affairs and Public Policy, and I'm studying uh, global affairs with a specialization in global financial markets. And I'm currently acting as a panel director for the up and coming Monk School Career Week in January for the Global Business Panel. Amazing. Good. Clap, clap, clap. <laughs> hey, Lucas, do you want to comment on, um, on Alex's pitch? Yeah, no, I, I really, I really liked it. I liked how short and sweet it was. Um, I think that's also super key. A uh, key thing to mention is information overload. Like the goal is to just get, um, get your passion across, um, get what you're interested in across um, and sound a little bit different than everyone else giving that pitch. Because I mean, every student is going to school and if you're applying for a finance job, everyone's in a bachelor of finance degree. Um, it's, it's what else kind of makes you different. So maybe mentioning kind of global affairs like he did and macro is something that kind of sets him apart from the crowd. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's, that's the most critical thing you can do, whether it's, it's an interview or um, even just kind of a networking informal call. Yeah, great, great insights, great feedback. How about Roberta? Uh, I really love the way that even though you only had literally, I think, 15, 30 seconds, you did manage to put in like the right amount of details in there. Uh, when someone's like, um, I think Lucas was just commenting on, we do kind of uh, want to hear basically the most important part and we want to hear what makes you different about other students. And you did specify something important about what specifically you wanted to work in. Um, and you did also, like, I, I appreciate where students are kind of honest and you kind of told us to or. So you're like, I'm interested in basically wanting to work in specifically this or this. So it's always good to have an open mind and it's always good to share the specifics about what you specifically want to study or want to go into. So great job. All right. Awesome. Awesome. And uh, Jeff, what do you think um, about Alex's? Uh, yeah, so I, I agree. I like how like stripped down and I guess kind of like it was like a skeleton where every single thing that was said was very valuable and it gives me a lot of potential topics um, on every single sentence you said to ask more questions. And I guess the other thing that I liked was that you finished off on something that's upcoming for you. So what you're currently working, working on, because, yeah. um, you know, it shows that, yes, you've done stuff, but you're also still doing things. So I really like that. Yeah, that was really cool. It was a good ad and it made me want to write. I did write down the date so I can maybe see where it's going on with that follow up. Um, but uh, yeah, no, thank you for going through that. I know it's, um, it's something that I think is really super cool to include today because as people are trying to think about what do I say in my pitch? How do I, how do I approach it? You all really approached it with some great ideas and also the feedback was amazing. Um, you know what? I cannot believe this, but we are really at the end of this podcast and Man, this has been incredible. I could talk with you all all day. And I knew this was going to be a great group to get together. And I hope even participating and being part of it was really fun for you. But also you got to know a little bit more about some people that you might actually follow up with from the podcast. And who knows, this could become like a, a group that gets together over coffee in you know six months from now and we have a conversation. So I really want to thank all of you for joining me and for being guests on this podcast during National Mentoring Month here in Canada. Thank you so much, Ryan, for having us. I, I will definitely follow up with all you guys. I hope we can all see together each other soon uh, for a real coffee chat. That would be so great. <laughs> Same here. Thank you so much, Brian. 
Absolutely. Thank you so much. This was wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank you, Brian. This is great. Awesome. Awesome. So for our listeners, if you like what you heard today, and I'm sure you did, please share this podcast with your network. Please continue to tune in for more upcoming episodes. This has been Coffee with Convery. And until next time, please stay well.